Greetings, and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. I'm back after a couple of weeks off, so let's get right to it. The tragedy in Ukraine continues to unfold. Like most everyone, I'm trying to understand how a human being can target a railway station, knowing full well that there are innocent civilians there, knowing full well that my actions will cause senseless death and destruction. I don't know how to mentally parse this. I'm not a mind reader, and I cannot imagine what Putin is thinking, but how do you get to a point where this is all okay? I know that Putin doesn't think Ukraine is a country, that it's part of the Soviet Union, I mean Russia. But tell that to the Ukrainians who are fighting for their country. Time and again in history, we have seen that people with a cause, with a belief, can overcome incredible odds to achieve that which they believe is just. Okay, moving on, France had an election, and everyone held their breath. France has two rounds of voting. The first round is just to narrow the field down to two candidates who get the most votes. If none of the candidates gets above 50%, there's a runoff between the two highest vote-getters. Early polling results showed that it was down to four players, Emmanuel Macron, who is currently president, Marine Le Pen, trying to pass herself off as the kinder, new and improved, gentler right-wing candidate with minty freshness, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, who was a darling of university students, former socialist, and Eric Zemmour, the far-right candidate who makes Marine Le Pen look like a Girl Scout. After elections last Sunday, Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen ended up one and two. Right now, polls show that Macron should prevail. But then again, polls said that Brexit would fail and that Trump wouldn't win. Also, earlier in the week, former French President Nicolas Sarkozy endorsed Macron. I'm not sure if that's a good thing, as Sarkozy was convicted last year of illegal campaign financing. Not sure that getting the nod from a convicted criminal is a good thing. I take heart in what local people here tell me about the French elections. The first time, people vote with their heart. The second time, they vote with their head. In which case, hopefully, Emmanuel Macron will win another term. The Hungarians also had an election, and once again, Viktor Orban won another term as president. He is a right-wing strongman, who has damaged freedom and openness in Hungary, is anti-LGBTQ, and he cozies up to Putin, who is responsible for committing war crimes. And yet, the folks there said, okay, let's give this guy another term. Now, Orban is trying to question whether the massacre in Bucha happened at all. Victor, Victor, what happened to you? You showed such promise earlier in life. Remember the 16th of June, 1989? You gave a speech in Heroes Square, Budapest, commemorating national martyrs of the 1956 Hungarian Revolution. You demanded free elections and the withdrawal of Soviet troops from Hungary. Now you're kissing Putin's ring. What? Is there a videotape somewhere? What else is going on? Things are heating up in Scandinavia, and I'm not talking about the saunas. Another consequence of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is that now Sweden and Finland are making noises about joining NATO. 
Looks like that whole idea of shrinking NATO is really coming together for you, huh, Vlad? But even more important, thank you, Vlad, for making NATO stronger and a more appealing organization to join. Yes, Vlad, only you could make former neutral countries reconsider their membership to NATO. And this item from Euronews was interesting. When Moscow first invaded Ukraine in 2014, a group of volunteers in the small Baltic state of Lithuania, a country right on Russia's doorstep, felt they had to do something about all the disinformation and fake news on the Internet coming out of Russia's propaganda machine. They decided to call themselves the Elves, echoing the idea of benevolent, mythical creatures who quietly toil behind the scenes. Their leader goes by the pseudonym The Hawk. Most of them do not use their real names online to make it harder for Russian trolls to track them down. So the elves, who are all unpaid volunteers and whose day jobs run the gamut from accountants to IT specialists, develop their own strategy to counter the threat. They operate across nearly a dozen countries in Europe. They monitor fake pro-Kremlin profiles and pages on social media, particularly on Facebook, and debunk disinformation through simple explanations and even memes. The goal of the elves is to keep the efforts by Russian trolls to contaminate the online world at bay, or at least minimize its influence. I love the elves. Santa has elves. And they only give us something once a year. But these elves are giving us gifts daily. And finally, the breaking news, just as I was going to record this, is of course the sinking of the Moskva, the flagship of the Russian Navy's Black Sea Fleet. Now, the Russians claim it sank because of a fire, and the Ukrainians claim they hit it with missiles. So, who are we to believe? Well, there's a rumor going around that just before the incident, the CIA picked up a short radio transmission. Someone said in Ukrainian, C-3. And the response in Russian was, Damn it! A hit! Oh, you sunk my battleship! And then the Moskva went down. Have a great weekend! Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver, and this is The Continental Drift.